Hier neast begeerigheid, wenig is er stoot is de wilden erachter, is de korloor, is de gynekorer vaat. Er een geteltjes is min lam een week als een gwaalf als een vierkind voortje. Daar is je vroom heen, is ruf me van kele saaivie en is iedert uit je achter lam. Agus ka heerlijk en mille maat vind, kori laha laak sin. Toen kaart aget, go wilt tjanga waldeg. Gunt en kleur, agus in haar ere, trí maher a gohirihe, ta bwint amel gud en kleur, ta harna gleunta. O haserim kamal, gwil a landes n dini rauwen físhaka, an kleur keir a wunu, o'n keid la, trís liemlobe, gus a sintakan rate, gwil kshid in atlante, agus an an veilin en ag. Dear friends and guests, it's such a very great pleasure to be here. And as I've just said it, uh, it's just so impressive as well uh, that those who had the vision to establish uh, what became Clare Care from the very beginning 50 years ago are in the fullness of their health and able to be with us. I very much was privileged to meet uh, Joe Boland, August Van Kaler, August Vimmerlaustenoigli, we were speaking in Irish, and indeed I remember very well Bishop Harte, uh, with whom I served on two occasions on the governing body of University College Galway, as it then was, now in UIG. And you're quite right about Ballycar, is a, a mile and a half from your market, depending, <laughs> slightly less if you take the old road where my. Uh, and um, it is true that it, it's, I'm very pleased to say, to say that my brother John, who, who is now living in, 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 in Ballycar, and his children are living in Ballycar. And the most interesting thing is that just uh, before the famine, there were four families of Higginses living in Ballycar, and now there are four families of Higginses living there again. My, nephews and my, their nieces and our grandchildren, grandnephews. And I'm absolutely delighted about that. And indeed, something else I think as well. I've often paid tribute uh, to, uh, you mentioned the school in Ballycar. I was very gifted to have, it was a one-room school with Lucy Hastings looking after the junior children and William Clune looking after the senior children. And I was gifted to have such a wonderful teacher wonderful man who came down from Quinn in his bicycle would occasionally, if a child was sick, bring him home on the bar of the bicycle, or her, and all of the rest of it. And that was the kind of, as we'd say in Irish, cornucus, that kindness, eh, that was very, very important. I have to say these few words because it's very moving to be back in County Clare again. And also as well, about the last time I, I think I was here was for the flower, which we had, which was wonderful, I guess. But the other part of it, I think, then was, which is very interesting, when I think back about County Clare and uh, all of what it means to have services like uh, that you have been describing, this incredible wide range of services, and, and they're so important, and the importance of volunteering. I think one thing I would like to say, so far as you've invited me to give uh, a keynote address, Many years ago, when I was in the Dáil, uh, Catherine McGuinness uh, was asked to chair a, a study group uh, on behalf of the National Social Service Council. And it was to address this issue of the relationship that should exist between the voluntary sector and the state sector. 
It was a very valuable report, and what you've described is very important because it can be an extraordinary valuable partnership. For a start, I think, in relation, the voluntary sector should never be used as an excuse for the state not making provision. That is one of the fundamental requirements of things that should be people should be entitled as a matter of rights and citizenship. But at the same time, the voluntary sector is in fact actually an interaction with the people that matter, those who need the services and those who are delivering them. And it can be very, Catherine McGuinness pointed out, it can identify gaps that are not being filled. It can identify new needs. And I like to think myself, when I wrote about it 25 years ago, I said it softens both the demand of the state and understands it, but most importantly, it softens the delivery. Because very often, even if you have achieved, if you like, and established your right to a particular service, acquiring it, accessing it, having it delivered to you, very often, the cold fingers of bureaucracy interfere, and therefore it's so important, I think, that there be a good warm uh, a relationship between both the voluntary sector and the state sector, the state both central and local. And I think it's so important as well in the world in which we're living and in the circumstances in which we find ourselves that we always give thanks to those who do the work of the state and who make it possible for our lives to go on. For example, I've been describing Willie Clune, Lord Mersenim, but he in fact actually was a committed teacher, where it was just his vocation in life and it was what he did. I think Lucy Hastings, as she was, I remember her then, is now in Carrigorn and I sent her my very, very best wishes. But anyway, getting back to my speech, which of course I should do, I was must say, <laughs> uh, I hope, I hope to meet these representatives of the voluntary sector. I saw them all with their identifying labels as I came in, and I look forward to have the opportunity of meeting you before I go. And also, down in your market, I would say to those who were going to say, are you going to the Kaloshtha? And of course, uh, it is, what is wonderful is, and and I do want to thank my give my sincere thanks to Fikra Hensi, the general manager, and the chairman from whom you've heard, Joe Nash. And indeed, I, through him, I pay tribute to all those who went before him and who, to whom he referred. I think what is a, a, a very, very important, as Marukhtaranaherin, as I attend these uh, events, it, it gives an opportunity of recognizing positive citizenship. <clears throat> I say on Rod Jarafak, that many individuals and groups and organizations around the country do day after day, week after week, year after year. And it's a very great privilege to be here with Lackade Wintermark, 50 years put in, five decades of people. And to think that there are so many of them in this room who have given in that unselfish way. I think what they are doing as well, you know, they would say, I think it's one of the most moving things as a writer. I was talking to somebody one time and he said, wouldn't it be an awful thing uh, if we lost our nature? Which was the way of putting it, about that importance to us. Uh, curiously, I, I, I have to tell you as well, I had a very 
warm message from uh, uh, Pope Francis that was delivered to me today. And uh, what maybe I should, but which is the worst that I can't share with you, and uh, what was that when we were speaking in the ORS at one stage, and I said to him, you know, reason can sometimes be very cold and people must listen to the music of the heart. And the message I got today said that I appreciated visiting Ireland where whose people have always appreciated the music of the heart. And he thanked me for the hospitality and the oars and said it looked I think that what is very, very important, that notion about when they would say of somebody, uh, it's important to not to lose nat your nature. And they would also say, as my father in law, Sabina's father, would sometimes say, of the importance about being big about something. In other words, allowing minor differences to get, not to get in the way. I think that all of the volunteers I've seen and all of what you have described is made by possible by people who not only work hard, but it's based on a recognition of our mutual interdependency. Thinking long, it's only important that it's so important that we realise that we're living on a very fragile planet. The practices of the last 250 years could end life on a planet that for four and a half billion years, that was there for four and a half billion years. So we have, in fact, to often change our practices. But as we get along in our day-to-day -day work and our day-to-day -day care for each other, we must ask about what is it that releases the best instincts of ourselves. And you're quite right. There are beautiful words in Irish. The word is the word you mentioned, Faith. For example, that was the reason I deliberately used the phrase in my visit to the United Kingdom in 2012, and another word is, of course, the word which is a people working with the idea of community. And all the other words, which are words in Irish, are so soft, and then and so on. I think that what is very, very important is that people are reaching out to each other the ethos of Claire, of, of, uh, that you have in your mission statement, Claire Care, to put people at the heart of the organisation, to value each person's contribution, and to hold the belief that in working together we can improve each other's lives. It can't be improved on. I think that it refers to the values, those values that indicate, that release into the world of ourselves and our neighbours and those with whom we are interdependent, the very best qualities of mind and, as I said, the instincts of the heart. And you have achieved it through clear care. It's something for which you can be very, very, very proud. Across five decades, clear care has been an invaluable resource for the residents of Clare demonstrating a communion will to work together, uh, to draw strength from each other, and to share something that is maybe the most important thing of all. Maybe for many their most precious resource, time. I wouldn't have time for that now, so on, etc., etc. But you know, our whole society functions at its best by people who give off that most precious resource, time. And then when it is combined with skills that people have acquired, not just the formal skills, which are so very important, but the skill 
that great wisdom that comes from being able to be in the presence of another person and recognize not only the beauty of what they are, but also the beauty of their vulnerabilities. And what a beautiful experience it is to be able to be invited into another person's vulnerability and to exercise friendship like that. And isn't that incredibly important? And that's very hard to put down on paper. And it would be very hard to draw up a whole series of management speak for that. There are all sorts of manuals that give you phrases to bring you through life. Ten cliches to bring you as far as next week. But really, the fact is, is that, uh, you know, I... I think that people working together draw strength from each other. I defined the Republic recently as, in fact, actually a Republic of Vulnerabilities. And I think that something that is very important in relation to the word community itself. I think it is very important to come to the assistance of person at the time of, of, of greatest need. And it changes through the life cycle. There are people, that is why the sheer range of services that you mentioned. Not all families have the same resources to be able to give their children the capacity so they can reach full fulfillment. And homework classes, very, very, very important. And there are many people who are stressed by, who are carrying burdens that cannot be solved individually. And all of those services in relation to mental health are important. And one of the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous characteristics of all, right across the world, and particularly in what is called the developed world, is the incredible cancer of loneliness. It is people encouraged to live often feel that their moments of usefulness is over, or people who are living alone, or people who feel that they can't manage engagement to have conversations with others. This sheer important words. It's very interesting across all the belief systems of the world. One of the most important words is the word hospitality, hospitas. The idea of how, in fact, you welcome the stranger, how you allow other people into your life. That's the sheer importance of when you saw on the video there in many cases where people can be invited to share the joy of people being together. And I think it's very important to be, it is in a way, I found it a great challenge to write down the case for what would an ethical society be. But it isn't actually to be achieved in words. It's to be achieved in the work through experience of how we deal with each other and speak with each other and speak of each other. That is why the quality of language is so important. Often in the great conflicts right across the world, I remember from Willie Walsh, I'm sure, who was chairman of Trokra, the different conflict areas in which I remember Trokra visiting and others. If you were to try and bring people who are very in conflict, who may have killed people from each other's societies together, you must be able to create an atmosphere in which the language will not make matters worse, but will neutralise things to the point at which an exchange can be important. That is how it works. And that is what solidarity is. Solidarity is a big, heavy word at times. One would think so, but that what it really is in the end is being able to recognise mutual interdependence and to be able to come and stand alongside a person at their moment of weakness, knowing too that this it isn't just a matter of reciprocity or being paid back, but it is what people do together who share life together. You've marked 50 years. 50 great years, 
And really, isn't it a great example of what I was speaking about? Thinking long, being local and thinking long. When Joe Boland, the ex-former county manager, and Bishop Michael Harty came together. And 1968 was an extraordinary year. It was a year of the civil rights movement in the United States. I had just come back from the United States. And I remember it was the, the year in which Robert Kennedy is assassinated. It's the year of the revolt in Paris. It is the year I'm going to Derry uh, t tomorrow week to speak about the 50th anniversary of the Northern Ireland Civil Rights Association. And this is the difference. That Civil Rights Association march 50 years ago was met not with understanding but with confrontation, which led to a certain set of outcomes from which we hopefully have moved on. But isn't it great that Claire can say Two people came together, had a discussion with others, and others came to their assistance, and they decided they would do something extraordinary, which was, in fact, bringing all these services into existence. So it's a great 50 years to be able to look back on. And I'm particularly glad that, as well as that, that instead of, for example, it may have began by those who didn't have the capacity, those who didn't have the means to actually have they had good nutrition through the provision of meals, but then it began expanding out bit by bit to meet all the new needs. As I said, that the sector is so capable of identifying and where the state is slow and often where the state is claiming insufficiency of funds, that in fact the voluntary community comes together and in fact takes action because there isn't time to be wasted and one has to move now. I think as well that the lives that have been created home visits. For example, the, the fact that people have been able to stay in their home rather than to have to move to an institutional setting. Those of us, the poetry may often remember those poems I remember reading one time about when a person would say, I was writing one of my own poems I have about where the person is about to go into a home and I said, have you your things ready? And the word things, these are all pieces of intimacy that are around the place of which is familiar, because the distinction between, oh, in America they use the word property, and we might use the word house here, but we're talking about the word home. It is a home when it's filled with intimacy, of object and of lives lived and so on. So it's an incredibly important achievement to be able to enable a person to act, to be able to be in their home and to have that. And I, I think that is such an important one. And then I think as well, you're, you're particularly in the of new service, Conosatotu, uh, which enables people uh, to stay in contact and know that it isn't a case of being alone, but there is always somebody with whom you can make a connection. And then there are, of course, the outings and the social activities. I saw the people, uh, the people dancing. And I think that is in many, many cases, uh, the other thing. You know, I was saying the other day about as somebody would say to a person, they don't realise the significance of how they say it. Uh, I said, aren't you great? As if they expected you to be dead. And I'm thinking like that. Or as they said, how are you? You know. <laughs> that is it. Yeah. I, I do think, in a way, we have to be very, very careful about it all. Somebody said to me the other day, as well as this, as long as you're breathing, you're living, you see. But the, the fact of the matter is that all of this is so important. And these organised outings and social activities are very, very important. And the other side of it, which is that one of the great gifts in Ireland is that we don't have any great, deep, intergenerational tensions.
That is, I know in the seven years I've been in the presidency, but long before it, when I was organizing the consultation on being young and Irish, young people wanted an island that would allow people to grow old in dignity. Older people who talked to them wanted an island that offered prospects for young people. And it's a powerful resource in a country that you have intergenerational solidarity, that you don't have false divisions. And in the societies where they do happen, they're usually based in a consumer society. So it isn't a matter, no more than I would say to people about it, when people speak about the energy of the body and the energy of mind. The energy of mind is wisdom, and the energy of the body is a great gift, and so on. And they are not confined to parts of the life cycle. So, Claire Care has extended its reach, and it has sent out, offered the hand of friendship and support to all sectors of society. For example, as well, I must say, advocating for parents of children in care, providing support for the traveller community. I've had two meetings with them recently this year. For example, Culture Night in the Auris, one of the stars of it was a young member of the traveller community who sang the Rocks of Bonn among his part of his repertoire. Organising mental health initiatives for young people, as I said, and then for those aftercare services for those leaving the cares of Tusla. All of that is so very, very important, enabling flourishing fulfilment. I, you have already described your own work, but it's good that I, as an outsider, as well describe it. Three, in, last year, 300,000 home support hours, 10,000 nutritious meals, 4,300 contacts through community phone calls. 7,700 queries from over 4,500 individual callers through your Citizens Information Service. These are powerful connections and so worthy of support. They're figures that reveal a real and delivered service. But behind them are all the lives that were involved, enhanced by the support of Clear Care. And as I've said, by Quirin, Marquirito, Stadlish, and Tugnes, Atag, Bagger, Tardini, by alleviating loneliness, connecting with those at risk of becoming isolated, supporting young people with emotional and practical needs, assisting families in all their forms who are being fragmented, helping those who are struggling with addiction. All of this is so very, very... They are all part of our total shared responsibility. But you, in delivering these services, are acting for the best instincts of us all. And I'm really pleased about something important. You mentioned that I was left St. Flannans in... I left St. Flannans in 1960. I worked in Shannon in uh, 1961. Nineteen For about a year before I went to Galway. I was 19 when I went to Galway. The, 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 I think Shannon was just only seven years in existence. The sociologist Pat McNabb had been hired to say, could we have a new town and so on. I'm really pleased that you're going to extend your services uh, to Shannon. It will, be so, it will be so welcome, and you will be so welcome there. That's another great milestone. So, the letter you wrote me last March, it was very easy to reply to it and to be able to say what a privilege it is to have been invited, to come and share with you such a wonderful, 
achievement uh, over five decades. And I do want to say I'm looking forward to meeting the representatives of the volunteers who have given so generously over the time in so many different ways over the decades. A car in the planta, on Tom Bunio can steer fish, as a curricular cale, shas, shas, you quake if Leno hen in eight years shas gehocked. Mealipwick is his gong, got rock, spanacked, Eroro for Tovok, the Kersney, Wanderson, Winter, and Clifton. Akerson and Arire, Ganam Winter is cos winter and down. I so wish you every health, happiness, and success, and express my gratitude again as President of Ireland for all that you have done. And wish you well on your 50 years of service, not just to the people of Clare, but to humanity. May your hearts be filled with all the gratitude joy that you have brought to those that you have helped. Meet up weekend.